Hey, I'm Josh Young. And I'm Josh Dillon. And you're listening to the Pink and Black Playback, a 4 out of 10 podcast chronicling the 10 out of 10 career of one Brett the Hitman Hart, where we cover all the highs, the lows, and the pinky middles. Ew. You got it. <laughs> and today, everybody, we are going to talk about that 1989 film classic, <laughs> No Holds Barred, starring right Hulk Hogan and a bunch of other people, people, I guess. Such notable character actors as Rick Fuller and Bill Henderson. And other guys who you'd see in a thing from the late 80s to mid 90s and be like, oh, that guy, that guy, that guy, they always got that guy. He was in City Slickers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God. So, wow. So it's movie day. Yay. Hey, my favorite day. <laughs> you got low standards. Man. Holy shit. Every day is movie day when you're with Josh Young. That's true. You can't get away from it. Um, and we decided, I guess the best way to spend our time would be to watch <laughs> the first WWF produced film, um, in the history of shitty WWF produced films. Yeah. This is the, the first in a long lineage of quality, uh, motion pictures by McMahon and company. And I don't want to, I don't want to over-exaggerate or anything, but this is definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen. Like as the film, as the idea of like telling a narrative, it's not so much plot and substance or even narrative it's a bunch of scenes cobbled together there is a beginning yeah. a middle and an end yeah. but everything in between is uh, uh incoherent and this is and i'm like, being polite it's not like david lynch or anything here because like this i appreciate a good artistic <laughs> take on a lack of narrative no these are people actively trying to tell you a story but have no idea how to tell stories you know people really compare this to blue velvet too <laughs> so i've I God, this is going to be an interesting because there's just so much weirdness here. I literally am just going to pull up the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 got the, I got the IMDb ready. You got it to go. I'll yeah. I'll start reading the plot on the Wikipedia, and we'll just stop and go through the each major sections. I imagine even reading the Wikipedia is going to sound hilarious. It's not going to make any sense. Well, it, it didn't make sense watching it either. Oh, this, two point. Two I point. mean, like just going through the plot summary on Wikipedia myself. Two point. The, uh, the previous two film reviews had something. To do with Brett. Yes. This has nothing this to do with nothing. Brett. <laughs> this is a palate cleanser. This is the kind of thing you watch to make you realize why you like Bret Hart so much. <laughs> you well maybe how as Jim Cornette would say, how do you miss me if I don't go away, motherfucker? Oh, I love that. <laughs> don't worry, Jim. I wouldn't miss you either way. It's, it's fine. I would. You would. Let's just go through each paragraph of the Wikipedia plot. Perfect. And then we'll just supplement. talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we'll, we'll need to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to debrief after this. I feel like we just had like some kind of shared traumatic experience. And there's yeah. like there's like a therapist or a trauma worker in another room that we get to go talk to about our experiences now. Well, um, I just do that regularly now. So that should. <laughs> Frankly, everybody should. Anybody who thinks they shouldn't go to therapy should probably fucking be, be in therapy. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's above it. That's for you're sure. a ticking time bomb. And I'm not talking about Aww. rancid. Not you specifically. Well, maybe you specifically. That was. I'm just happy anyone thinks I'm capable of that kind of violence. Wow. You know, I just, I, I just don't have the time. You're a regular Mel Gibson. My knees, man. <laughs> you know, they're just not in it anymore. You're a regular Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon. I'm definitely no Rip Thomas. <laughs> so, let's start off here. First paragraph. Here we go. Rip Thomas is the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. Time out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that quick i got it real quick let's just keep doing it that way I like it. Sorry about, they mentioned his last name at what part in the movie do they mention his last name i we, don't we know him did. as rip we know randy is randy's his brother, randy's his brother and they never once charlie's his trainer 
Charlie. Is, is this Trainer Charlie? Yeah. And then, I kept calling him Doc and Coach because I just didn't think they gave a name. And then Randy has a best friend and his best friend's got a girlfriend. Yeah. And I think they get named in the credits, but that's the they only time they get named. At all, yeah. And they're only in a couple scenes and in a way where it almost looks like the film was cut around them. Like you ever see a pilot for a TV show and they yeah. cut out a character? Like yeah. I'm thinking specifically <laughs> because I've rewatched the show recently, Golden Girls. In the, <laughs> in the original pilot, there's supposed to be like a gay cook character. And the idea. Really? Yeah. In the beginning of. Yeah, like, and the idea is that him and Sophia are supposed to be kind of like comic relief, so everyone would come back to them and be the old lady and the uh -huh, gay guy. But then they just gave the jokes to Sophia. Basically, yeah, the writers uh, came down. If I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the people actually trying out for the recasting and the uh, of the pilot was like, "This character doesn't work. Like, you guys right. don't need this it character. Should just be the four women. Yeah, you've already got the dynamic. I never knew that. Um, I'm not yeah. a biggest Golden Girls oh, fan as you are. But a side note, if you have a choice between watching No Holds Barred and rewatching any yeah. of the Golden Girls, go with Golden Girls. Remember when you showed me the song? The theme song was like some song That's from like great. the late 70s. And That's like... a side note, everybody. Fuck. Track <laughs> down. Um, what? Wait, wait, hold on. You should look up the name if you want. But the original got, version of the Golden Girls theme is actually this very good kind of like almost Yacht Rock yacht kind right. of thing. It's, oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Yacht Rock mixed with oh what's his name uh ben it? folds that's right, who right, it is yeah, it reminds yeah. me of like a yacht rock ben folds but it's a really it's actually kind of a funny song like the guy just comes up with a million different ways of saying that man i really like you we're good friends like it's like clearly supposed to be a joke um but i digress this is not our Andrew golden Gold. girls <laughs> this is not our golden girls podcast was, but we now that i think about it i would should. absolutely do a golden girls podcast i got a fucking chia pet of of, uh, of b arthur's b. Arthur. head yeah, i still right. haven't used it just because i keep feeling like there's going to be a certain moment in my life where i really need it <laughs> anyways thank you for being a friend by andrew golden company so i just added the company we almost got through the first uh, sentence there. No, we no, just, don't, I just don't never apologize. Knew, I never, it's no mention of his this last name being doing. Thomas. Once I get to something that tickles your fucking brain, feel free to stop me. If you don't, we'll just go over the paragraph. I'm hitting together. you with both barrels, pal. Take it easy. Hitting you with both barrels, pal. Oh, boy. So, yeah, uh, right. Sorry. Rip Thomas is the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, and his appearance on the network television has been a thorn in the side of Mr. Brell, the head of a struggling world television network. Time out. It's supposed to be TNN or TNT. Really? It and even kind of looks like the old TNN uh, yeah. TNT logo. And then Grell's supposed to be Ted Turner. The guy's funny because he doesn't. You, I am almost impressed by the level of restraint in that case because there's this. You would think it would be billionaire Ted style. It would have like a ridiculous Southern accent or something. No, it's played by. Uh, Kurt Fuller, Kurt Fuller like, the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> like, if you ever need a slightly dumpy guy in a suit to be like sort of like the less threatening bad guy in like a dynamic, he's the guy you pick. He's the second bad guy turned good. He does a he does a yeah. heel and then face turn in Wayne's World, first Wayne's World film. That's right. Oh, he's so good in yeah. that too. Fuck Wayne's World. We should watch Raid's World. <laughs> no wrestlers in Wayne's World. God. Um. So. Yeah, so uh, you definitely get the vibe very quickly that a lot of this movie clearly is based off of Vince's experiences with Ted, with Ted Turner, Turner in the late 80s. Which is funny. You'd think they would have like went, took an even deeper dive yeah. and been like Ed Burner. I wonder if, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they definitely get on the nose with some names. It's supposed to be him. It's literally supposed to be him. Yeah. It, but it's dialed up to be like definitely a, a stand in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely like a super villain from like, he, he's like the kind of corporate villain that they had in Planet and Captain Planet. You know what yeah. I mean? Where he's just like evil for reasons that don't make sense. So this is like this is very much like uh what in Godfather, what Johnny Fontaine is to Frank Sinatra, Ted Turner is to Grell. 
I just love making. <laughs> I love any way you can find to compare this movie to Godfather. Godfather's life. Maybe Godfather three. <laughs> God, half of that movie's good. <laughs> okay, then exactly the half of Godfather. <laughs> In the late 80s, if you don't know, there was this whole experience between Vince McMahon and Billionaire Ted, i.e. Vince replaced uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling on TNT or TNN, whichever TNN, one, TNN yeah. with his own show. Um, but that show was not very successful and led to a confrontation, which as it's, you know, people in the know, people in the room where it happened, yeah. so to speak, um, have explained in the past that it basically kind of led to being like, hey, Vince, your show's not making us any fucking money. So why wouldn't we just do our own thing and not pay you? <laughs> um, which, of course, they're trying to get rid of Vince. Oh, Vince, yeah. At this point, will not be and I, I, getting I'm rid sure of Vince. I just imagine it was probably similar to the conversation. Like, do you remember an office space where they have the guys coming in to check on everybody of what their job actually is? Yeah. Doing, yeah, like, yeah, corporate yeah. They're, they're uh, consultants. <laughs> I'm a people person. <laughs> What don't you understand? What do we need you for? He's got upper management written all over. Oh, totally. <laughs> and of course, this would eventually lead to in 1988, uh, Ted Turner giving Vince McMahon a call and letting him know he's in the wrestling business. I'm getting in. Because um, he did, of course, buy a world center, world championship something, wrestling, WCCW? No, was it? no, 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 no. Uh, Mid-Atlantic. All yeah. that shit. Whatever Florida. it was. Yeah. All You're that right. got combined. That's right. When all the territories are folding together at that yeah. point. Um. So there's a lot of stuff here. You get the vibe that there is some discomfort with a specific situation, and they keep making inside jokes that only people in those situations are supposed to know. And, he, and Ted Turner's not the only one. And so what we've got here is a guy who's just, and again, this version of Hulk Hogan, Rip. <laughs> Rip. He is he's known for keeping his word. They're very clear on that. And he'll never betray the company. So with that, all that in mind, I'm going to continue reading the first paragraph. Sorry. Uh, don't stop apologizing. I'm not I'm only looking at you because you sit across the table from me, not because you did something wrong. Oh, okay. You okay, you rip sorry. Rip wrestles. You son of a bitch. Go. Rip wrestles for the WWF. Yeah. But they make no other than he's that yeah, there he Grell is. says you'll never betray the company or the like mm. they make allusions to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, but not even to Vince McMahon, to like the company. The company. And but they you talk never... about Rip's famous loyalty. He's yeah. so loyal. It's all about his word. Which word is, is bond. Which is hilarious because he, he burned Vern Gagne. His word is bond. Vin, Vin, of course Vin, he Hulk did. Hulk Hogan burned Vern Gagne, stole him from the AWA to work at WWF. I mean, like, I, it's funny. I was going to call um, uh, Hulk Hogan uh, a bloated Steven Seagal, but Steven Seagal is a bloated Steven Seagal. <laughs> but he's just, like, clearly a guy who's full of shit is what I'm trying to I'm say. Just find, I find it peculiar. Like, he's the World Wrestling Federation oh, yeah. heavyweight champion. They wrestle in a WWF ring. Yep. You can see it clear as day. Mm. Fucking Ray Charles could see that there's the oh, WWF yeah. logo, the old WWF logos on the turnbuckle. But you make they make no nope. reference the, to anybody with else. With the exception of that one scene. Literally, that one scene where you see a WWF ring and they're like That's it. That's it. They don't even talk about the WWF. I, I don't I didn't realize it was supposed to be the WWF until reading this because I, I think i think the, the common mistake is that the world television network owns the wwf oh or has this, like, no, no 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 they're the competition but they don't do a good job of explaining, explaining that because how at first yeah, competitive it, they oh, i haven't are. even gotten to that part in the sense okay we're, we're getting there okay okay so moving on right uh sentence two also wrestling is real <laughs> Wrestling is very real. Yes, this it's is real. Not, this is not a work. Sorry, this we got to get everybody shoot. like everything's a shoot. This is we're, we're universe building. Okay, continue. Okay. Continue. Okay, good. 
I swear I'm not going to look. I'm not going to I'm just pausing to make sure. Okay. <laughs> continue. Continue. Okay. Sentence number two. <laughs> Rip is a huge rating draw. Well, uh, WTN is the lowest rated television network. But they're not in the wrestling. Co- they're not doing any wrestling related. At this point, as far as we know, nope. Nothing and they're spitballing all. in the fucking boardroom. Oh, we're not even, that's do. like paragraph three, Josh. Oh, Jesus. Well, settle down. <laughs> settle down. I'm sorry. This is, this is awful. <laughs> The day after Rip's most recent title match against Jake Bullet, which Bill Bill Eady, played by Bill Eady, who looks like uh, Susie Sue and the Banshees, <laughs> like he's got like his he mascara, was the bodyguard, <laughs> and he's got his hair like kind of brushed back like a goth girl from that time period. Yeah, it's like great. pushed up. Yeah, it's his yeah. weirdest fucking look. Uh, the day after Rip's most recent title match against Jake Bullet. Uh, Brell attempts to get Rip to become a part of his network, but he refuses. Angry <laughs> at being stood up by a man he considers a jockass. Jockass. Brell tries to exact revenge to no avail as Rip fights off his goons. So uh, he doesn't just turn the man down. At one point, he freaks out at him and he shoves a check into his actual mouth. Like, yeah, shoves it into him. his mouth. A blank check. Yeah. Like, again, very wrestling, like, middle of a ring contract signing kind of bullshit. Yeah. But in real life, when uh, when Hulk Hogan signed that WCW contract and check, he did it in his own blood. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard he bit the head off of a bat. And then yeah, and then dipped used it. Used the bat to, like... But to signify to signify uh, his his uh, undying loyalty to WCW, proceeded to make out with Ted oh, Turner like instead of shoving the money in, in the blank check into his mouth. This got real sexy real fast. <laughs> uh, that's probably what happened. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. Just as likely as what we fucking <laughs> watched. Also worth noticing, a uh, quick fashion segment here. Uh, oh. So when he's wrestling, uh, Rip dresses in kind of like it reminds me of again you were saying you brought up from Gagne before like uh, reminds me of Hulk Hogan's old uh territory look like yeah, white yeah, yeah. Like white he would boots, wear white and white blue trunks. white and blue was his thing and so that's what Rip looks like but outside of that yeah. Rip dresses more like a professional wrestler in his day-to-day life <laughs> wearing <laughs> unitards at this point it's the black and red one yeah so he looks like he's wearing wrestling gear he's even got his bandana on and what looks yeah. like wrestling boots cut but they have gloves. a giant heel yeah cut a ridiculous watch with, like <laughs> lacing on the back and the, well that's the thing the watch is only ridiculous because it isn't ridiculous it is a very normal watch but you see it all the time whenever yeah. he's like whenever it's clearly part of the like close-up is part of the outfit you always see his stupid fucking doesn't watch make any sense with though. the rest of the outfit in the gloves dumb as dirt <laughs> anything else we got to notice from this because this is literally like the first couple scenes is there <laughs> we're in the boardroom and then, a lot of boardroom. Oh, no, no, no. The oh, whole yeah. beginning of the film. So it's not even a boardroom. First, it's a, homies just watching. Brell is watching Rip's title offense with the rest of the, with TV, the, rest producers of the TV producers. He's all pissed off. Yeah. And then we cut to the next scene, which is a boardroom where Brell is then berating these same people. So it's a good thing we moved all of this action to another set. I kept thinking they're the, looking at a bust, bust of himself, himself and constantly doing these almost cartoonish like turns and pans to the camera. And kept holding that crystal. Yes, it, it reminded me. I mentioned it when we we're watching it of UHF the. The Weird Al movie. Genius. And it's great. And but the way bad guys move in that movie is often stilted and very specific, almost like, you know, I want pictures of Spider-Man on my desk. <laughs> you know, because he's trying to draw attention Villains. to that kind yeah, of yeah, shitty yeah. filmmaking. The the boardroom was very reminiscent of, of uh the OCP headquarters and Robocop. I kept waiting for like Ed oh, yeah. to fucking show There's up and kill everybody. Marble, everything is marble. There's marble walls. <laughs> the man. glass window overlooking the <laughs> fucking the wild. <laughs> I just love how like they're the lowest rating television network, but they have like this marble immaculate boardroom. Like, it should look more like UHF, frankly. <laughs> yeah. 
God. And then he's yelling at everybody and he's trying to get them to come up with ideas. Brell's and... uh, firing people left yeah. and right. No, he only fired the one woman. Miss Congeniality was her fucking name. And she had like a weird joke name and she suggested like a sitcom and he got mad that he suggested like a high concept sitcom <laughs> or something. I just, again, Miss Tidings. Miss Tidings. <laughs> And apparently rumor is that Vince McMahon and uh, Hulk, Hogan. Hulk Hogan sat in a fucking hotel room and wrote three days in three, three days. days straight. And boy, rewrote that, it. It was already they have the they had a writer and a director and then and they're like, they didn't Fuck like this. We can do it ourselves. And it was going to be budgeted by or it was going to be released that. by New Line Cinema. And the jockass thing. <laughs> we, only at a mere count of four frankly, but frankly it's, it's a little oversold because this is a thing you hear about about this movie and even when i was looking it up i was finding drinking games about like jockass and like, they say it so many times they said it four, four times. times we kept the count but again i it, kept the count this brawl guy says jockass four times he says it like three times though in the first eight minutes of the movie yeah, this is the beginning of the of film and then at the end yeah did Ted Turner call Vince McMahon a jockass or something once? Or referred to someone as yeah. a jockass in a it, commercial, it, not commercial, in a phone call, conference call. It's 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 a silly silly thing to say, but it's not silly enough that it stands out in a way where you're like, man, that's a hilarious thing. It's intentional. Yeah, it feels like he's referring to somebody, and that's why it's funny. To or him. is this something fucking McMahon thought was absolutely fucking hilarious? Yeah. Again, Vince McMahon clearly has no idea what anything is he's got like this movie's got big alien trying to infer what humans might actually yes, be like, like someone yeah. had explained to an alien what humans were like and we're like cool i'll make a movie it's fine mcmahon and hulk hogan being the yeah. aliens yeah there you go in this case yeah it, alien in the fact of their inability to understand basic social situations but anyway they get the script back they get the script yeah. back and uh hate it and then mcmahon's like yeah. hey pal Hell, we're going to we're going to Fort Lauderdale and writing the script in three days. What do you say, Hulkster? Hulkster's like, yeah, brother. So Brell yeah. is all pissed off here. Uh, he turned him off. And then like instantly. So he leaves the office, gets in a limousine that's supposed to take him back home. Back to WWF land. But <laughs> back to Connecticut, brother. <laughs> it does not. And that's the fun part about this is it's like Brell, the, the Wikipedia. Brell tries to exact revenge to no avail as Rip fights off his goons. So that leaves out a really big chunk here. <laughs> in that Rip gets in this uh, this limo and the limo's driving. He's like, hey, man, you're going the you're wrong going way. way. And then instead of like just immediately telling guy to stop or like slapping him in the side of the head, he just like gets kind of weird about it. <laughs> and then Buddy presses a button. And then what appears to be a metal guard pops up between him. Not this typical glass guard that you would expect. But yeah, to and screen. all the steel Windows, comes everything. barricading, locking Hogan in. Like Rip some in. kind of oil magnate in the Middle East, you know, like. <laughs> It would protect him from a bombing. Yeah, well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and uh, so he ends up driving Rip to in a uh, what I guess is supposed to be an abandoned building, uh, like a factory or <laughs> Instead warehouse. Instead of a right turn to back to Hartford, Connecticut, he's taking a left turn to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah, he's taking him. He's taking him out to the docks. <laughs> and when he gets there, oh, there's a group of bad guys who, again, not particularly large guys, but just dudes like stuntmen. Clearly, clearly, we're like gonna beat him up. But then Rip, being Rip, like kicks the. He, no, he no. explodes off the top yeah. of the fucking he limo. To, uh, uh, well, he's in the limo. He tries to kick, kick the it doors through. through. It, he's not having any luck. But at some point, and we did see the metal fucking thing cover the roof yeah. thing as well. The moon roof. The moon roof. <laughs> but somehow, um, Rip Hard Cheese fucking <laughs> just jumps out of it like kangaroo style. It explodes. Like, uh, and then he's on top of the limo. Yeah. Then he's he's ripped. 
was running rip shit riot. And again, <laughs> another problem with this film, he's never physically threatened at all. <laughs> Even at the brief moment where he's like running away from Zeus, I'm still not sure why. He's just like running away from him. <laughs> So he jumps through it, beats the shit out of these guys, and I guess starts enjoying himself yeah. even after the fact that he's been kidnapped. And then we get, of course, one of the best scenes in this movie. This is where this is another Everybody's shot beat up, and for some reason, this limo guy is just sat in the limo the whole time. He was afraid. Yeah, I remember all that glass breaking around him because oh he's like just coming through the glass, like he's throwing dudes through the glass part just through the windshield. Wild. And uh, the man Nonsense. is supposed to the man is supposed to represent uh, one Richard Richard Belzer of uh, Law and Order. SVU fave. Infamously, years back, years prior to this, uh, he was Hulk Hogan was on Belzer's show when they gave assholes like Belzer yeah. Sitko or yeah, yeah. like talk shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a real bad, shitty replacement. He was like, hey, wrestling's show. bad for you. Wrestling's bad for you, or it's fake. Whatever. And he choked them out. Like Hogan choked Belzer on live TV and tried to sue him. They make the driver and goon, the final goon in the scene, look like Richard Belzer. Hulk. Rip <laughs> beats up everybody, tears off the front door of the limo, takes out not Richard Belzer, and it's the back shot of not Richard Belzer, and his pants are full of chocolate pudding, as it yeah. were. And it's like, it looked like he sat in a fucking uh score bar, man. And then Rip's like, What's that smell? What's that smell? And then he's like, Dude, dude. Dookie. And that, then you said oh. it way more reserved than he did too, because he's like Dookie. And then the scene just ends. It ends. No, it doesn't he repeat it? He's like Dookie. And then like oh, Hogan yeah. didn't know what to do. And it cuts the black yeah, into yeah, the yeah. next fucking That's scene. That's an interesting thing about this movie, too. None of the scenes seem to be connected in any way. Like it, it doesn't I don't I don't know what's going on. Cause like just to go over what we've seen so far, <laughs> starts off match in the ring rick's fighting rips fighting jake cool <laughs> boardroom 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 <laughs> yeah guys watching things oh we'll talk about this and then they'll they talk about it i guess tomorrow i guess and then they're at work and they're talking about it and then rip shows up for the meeting and then they're in the warehouse that's what we've seen so far we're just running from thing to thing yeah it, it, none it, of it, it makes it's any a sense. sequence of scenes um, <laughs> and locations yeah. there's no and for fluidity. the record <laughs> at this point we've now had three jock asses three and then we'll get one more at the end of the movie. If anyone's, <laughs> don't worry, it's coming back. Jockass count at three. So, Presently at three. So what is a TV executive to do? Well, paragraph two explains to us. <laughs> Later, Brell visits the No Count Bar, where he comes up with his own wrestling program called Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> the show is successful due to the introduction of Zeus, an ex-convict. And... Time out, time out. Oh, hit me. Cuts to black after he... Poo poo's Belzer smells his shit. Doesn't it cut to another boardroom where he shows up and he meets the love interest? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's next. That's next. It goes, it actually goes to the bar first. I don't think so. No, you're right. Okay. So, yeah, that's right. So, it cuts to another boardroom scene where Rip is then talking to, I guess, his his advertisers, like representation who are from trying the WWF. To, like, so, he's yeah. in Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be in Hartford. And uh, this is probably the woman that got the three million from vince oh. that's my guess i mean it's a little it doesn't add up to the timeline but if they're looking far enough back this actress probably got a fucking payoff. let's be real <laughs> looked up her career like 90 percent blue films i'm kind of excited she's pretty cute ew dookie <laughs> she was in like red shoe diaries that's classy sweet just looking for a nipple nothing weird david duchovny yeah <laughs> always we'll, playing a we'll sex fiend <laughs> we'll save this for the patreon you know We'll watch David Duchovny touch a tit. Constantly we get, playing a sex we fiend. We get 50 Patreons. 
Um, so yeah, so he's in this meeting with his representation. I guess they're advertisers is how they describe themselves. And he's right. being kind of dismissive of the woman giving the presentation. Well, because he's into her. There's like one part where he's like chewing on his thumb, thinking about fucking her. And then she's just <laughs> like, well, fine. How about dinner? And I guess she's going to explain the thing to him at dinner. And she's like, it's going to be a fancy place. And then... They go out for fancy dinner, dinner, yeah, which is like a fancy restaurant. There's a harp player. Yeah, yeah. This is somebody playing a harp, <laughs> and there's like a really obnoxious, like French wait, snooty French snooty waiter, French waiter. And of then course, you find out very quickly snooty. that no, he's actually new. The French waiter. All the staff in the back know him. No they rip. Know, no rip. Rips. All minorities. All or like white guys with really thick, <laughs> thick accents. It's like they knew people who worked at a restaurant though, because they really just like. <laughs> They hit some notes there. I was like, I'd recognize this. I've seen this a lot before. of front of house, back of house. Yeah, just bullshit <laughs> like, back and forth. So they all come out to put over Rip as being a real nice guy. And they're really happy to have him back. And oh, you want Rip the regular? Speaks, yeah, He's got a Rip, regular yeah. at a fancy French restaurant. It is white tux. And yeah. uh, Rip speaks French, apparently. Oh, did he speak French? In that yeah, scene? to the other to oh, the French fuck, chef. That's right. He did, too. And then uh, she's like acting all confused. Like, and ooh. you're supposed to learn that you must not judge a book by its cover. I just I I feel like telling people he goes to fancy restaurants and he knows how to speak French is a lie that Hulk Hogan would have told somebody at some point. Too. <laughs> I so, speak French, brother, along with Japanese. <laughs> so all of that happens. And then we cut back to Brell. And again, his cadre of character actors, there's these two <laughs> other guys who clearly you will look at and be like, those guys, David Hader, David Hader, City Slickers. And the other guy, other... too. I can't remember. Yeah, the other guys they're name, in a bunch of shit. But they all three of them. Uh, now are some very talented actors doing like no work at all to get over on these characters. They all look fucking <laughs> like they, they, I think they kind of probably walked on stage and were like, Oh, on set. And we're like, Oh no, I gotta be a dweeb. Yeah. I know what this movie is. Yeah. It's fine. I, I don't gotta have be to a do dweeb. shit. Uh, so they go to this bar and the no count bar, apparently, and they go inside and there's like a fucking a ring set up in the middle of this bar. But it's An like octagonal octagonal ring of ropes. Yeah. And the ropes look like the Bannisters. ropes from fucking stampede wrestling. <laughs> yeah. just like this big hangy <laughs> ropes. But you got all these like hicks just beating the shit out of each other. Stacks of tires as acting yeah. kind of as turnbuckles. <laughs> it was uh, real like, again, Vince McMahon probably doesn't go out in social events very often i imagine he's not a fan of going out because again it kind of feels like somebody thinks a bar might look like this there's no Cornette and jim ross talk about like vincent man having steak dinners i'm just trying to i'm sure but i'm just trying to give him some excuse here because this is not like what it is like in any bar then again there that vincent man does have a tyrannosaurus rex skull behind him at his desk at in Stanford, the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> so this is the so, kind of man who thinks this that's is the height of fashion. <laughs> um, so he started the bat. He's going to start the battle of the tough guys because he meet Zeus, an ex-convict <laughs> and former protege of Rip's trainer, Charlie. Charlie. We do not find out Charlie's name until the very end of this film. Played um, by another character actor, Bill Henderson. <laughs> so. Buddy, then, so this whole subplot is just like they start a TV show and they end up filming it mostly at, I think they did one at they the bar. They come back the day later and then yeah. they, they put up, overnight they put a fucking neon sign up about yeah. Battle They're of the what? Titans? Battle of the Tough Guys. Battle of the Tough Guys. And uh, yeah, they got a, a whole production crew there and a, a tournament of fucking hicks and losers and yeah. <laughs> crazy tough men like, fighting, well, duking it out. Brell having a hard on over all these guys. No, we forgot Stan Hansen. Yeah, Stan Hansen is one of those guys, too. 
Oh, they do this. And the horror. nerds in the bathroom. Because, oh, like, <laughs> it's just funny because the plot, like, of course it is. It's a plot summary. <laughs> but it just skips over because there's no real plot in this movie. No. But it, <laughs> so, like, the most important stuff is the weird little in-between bullshit. So, yeah, while they're there, the, the, the evil nerd <laughs> underlings go to the bathroom at one point. Um, or did you want it to the Stan yeah, Hansen Yeah, thing? they go to the, okay, Stan Hansen's explaining the rules of the of the fighting system. <laughs> yeah and what were you, those rules what fight, were those rules you fight to the one guy's down you don't kill anybody damn the rules yeah so there's no rules but don't kill the other guy stan hansen what a hero generally speaking the rules exist so that that killing the guy thing doesn't happen and where was the ref he was in the he was in he was dr drunk there, there, there was a referee he, he was wearing, wearing a ref ref shirt, <laughs> but he's sitting at the bar getting drunk hammered so the two nerd guys get real nervous about this whole situation. They feel like they're like, you know, fish in a shark tank. Like yeah, they gotta go, gonna, yeah, they got to go to the can and they make so their they way to the, to the can. And the VD room. The grossest. Yeah, it says VD room spray painted <laughs> on the door. It is the grossest bathroom you could imagine. They oh, have those trough urinals where it looks like. It was the bathroom straight out of a fucking train spotting. Oh, like, that sure. was it. Sure. It, it had big like set from a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake vibe. <laughs> it's you the know? boudoir. Gross. <laughs> gross there was a dog and a pit bull <laughs> there's a yeah there's a dog in the bathroom for some reason these two guys end up peeing and then they're making fun of the hicks in the bar and then the hick who was in the ring when they left to stan use hansen. the bathroom it was stan, stan hansen. hansen it was still fighting in the ring somehow waiting for them in the bathroom it's like taking that, a big shit it's like that jaws movie where she moves to the caribbean and jaws is waiting <laughs> jaws for her. her he's waiting for, he beat the plane <laughs> to the caribbean no, the yeah. other side of the country. Jaws 4, he kills one of uh, Chief Brody's now-turned-cop sons. The, oh, like, in the middle of winter. Can you, I just love <laughs> a fish having a revenge, a family revenge And that plot. shark kills the kid in Christmas, eats oh. him, one of Chief Brody's sons, it's the follows worst. the wife yeah. from Amity Island all the way to the fucking Caribbean. Yeah, to the Caribbean. And she, and again, <laughs> she moves to the Caribbean to get to away from the shark because apparently sharks don't like the Caribbean water. It's too warm. It's too warm for a great white. Or you could just move to Ohio. <laughs> no, we need Michael Anyways. Caine to be the love interest. Oh, fuck. We'll save that for <laughs> yeah, our movie okay. podcast <laughs> that we are not currently doing. So Stan Hansen, with his superpower, somehow warps to the bathroom to take a shit. And then he like <laughs> gets up doesn't he shove their faces into there? He tries to... Like, no, he pulls... Okay, they're pissing in the trough. Yes. Stan Hansen's ready to... He's all offended about what they said about rednecks. In only the legend of Japan Stan Hansen could be. But he sees... Remember they piss on one another because they're so scared? Yeah. So that's it. They, they, <laughs> you were like, have you ever bathroom. pissed before? <laughs> exactly. They're, they're pissing at the trough and they realize there's someone behind them getting out of the stall. Taking and so they a shit and ready to leave. And he look didn't at wipe. each other and then start turning. Turning around and pissing on and one another. And they just keep pissing while they're turning. Like, again, grown men who have never used a penis before. Go Stan on. Hansen gets out, grabs them with their dicks still in their hands, exposed. He makes them look at each other's dicks. Then he stares at each of their dicks and he calls them uh, teeny wangers. Yeah. Yeah. And he decides not, not to beat them yeah, up because their your penises are, are so small. small. <laughs> but it, it was implied that they weren't worth his time because their dicks were so small. I was like, oh, they're going to. I was like, he's. 
they're gonna because he's not even just like dicks. looking at their dick. The way he looks at the dick is he like puts their hand on their shoulder and then he bends pushes down. them down, and then like he bends down, like he's going to put his head in their groin. Like that's how close that's he gets it, to it. it. Wasn't the implication was all there? Like I was yeah. getting like it's really weird. Like out. somebody's getting a blowjob. Yeah, here, whether they like yeah, it or he's not. gonna suck their dicks. Oh, they're gonna suck his dick. <laughs> Okay, so this oh my is, god, <laughs> this is what's happened. Our big bad villain Brel has uh, uh, started a tournament for a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, Zeus is the tax ringer, free, basically. tax Get free. Tax. I keep saying that too. It's a tax free one hundred thousand dollars. Was 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 Ted I mean, Turner giving away tax free contracts? I is think that the implication? Vince, is? being the weird money guy that he is, probably was like, oh, a hundred thousand dollars. You pay a lot of tax on that in one go, so let people know it's tax free. So it's exactly a hundred thousand dollars that you're getting. Are you Stephen Root in, in Office Space? Are you Rich McMahon, damn it? Actually, I thought I was uh, doing Bill Murray from uh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> thought that's what I was doing. Well, I don't I got know. That going You're the on. voice guy. I, I got that going on. You did nice. So that's uh, Google, Google. the setup. This is the plot now. Right. We've got this tournament, and Buddy's pissed off that at, uh, Rip never signed the contract, but now he's got Zeus, and he's going to start his show. Uh, Zeus beats up everybody, yeah, gets Zeus the money, beats but everybody. you never really see the money. Yeah, then that takes us on to the next paragraph. I feel like it's a good time to move on to that. Um, Samantha Moore, a corporate spy, is sent by Brell to seduce Rip. However, Rip's good nature and dedication to charity win her over, and she confesses her identity to the wrestler and turns uh, to his side. Brell learns of Samantha's defection and, vowing revenge, sends his underlings to kidnap and rape her. Stop! It's like car crash film watching because, like, not even just thinking about what just happened. It's just like, because there is no real through line to this plot. It's like scene, scene, scene. No, no, none. Yeah. So, just to remind ourselves, they've already met and they've gone out for their fancy dinner. Right. And, uh, we don't know at that time that she is a corporate spy. Um, they end up going on a trip. I don't know why. They get into... I can't remember no. them explaining why they went on this trip. Rip says, I'm going to take you out on a date. Yeah. To the best restaurant I know. Yeah, which is a, which is a Greasy Spoon Diner. They, that no, he gets they get a on a fucking private, private jet. jet. A, a fucking WWF private jet. A private jet. Fly out to fucking God knows where. Mm -hmm. To a Greasy Spoon where, once again... More minorities that love Hulk Hogan. Yeah. A black woman. Doing, Sassy, overweight like, black woman. Literally doing the voice that Vince McMahon probably does when he's pretending to be a black woman. Like he's ever <laughs> like telling a story. He's trying to intimate. And just like she really wants you to know Rip's great and everyone loves Rip. Yeah. Really, Rip's really good been guy. coming here for years. But then two guys come in with guns and they're going to rob the dirty spoon. Again, out of all the fucking places to rob. <laughs> Yeah, you we're robbed robbing the, the fucking spoon. diner. You would have done better robbing the fucking pilots on the private plane. <laughs> Whatever. Of course, Rip beats the shit out of them by No, he's like, everybody get down. Yeah. And the, the guys with the fucking robbers so with the guns. he's able to warn everybody. Everybody ducks except for the robbers, of course. <laughs> They're just mindlessly pointing the guns around. Don't know what to do. He takes a fucking stool and throws it at one of the guys. And once again, proceeds to run rip shit riot and hulk out and beat get up everybody. Shit. And, and everybody's have a good time. just like, yeah, Rip's a great guy. Rip is a good guy. You're then, ruining my meal. <laughs> like, then they the make fuck? it. They make it to the hotel. a hotel, which is basically a motel. Like I yeah. didn't see the front of it, but they get to a hotel. It's an room. early looking Holiday Inn. It's uh, an '80s yeah. Holiday yeah, Inn. I guess they can't just take the private plane back, and they, they can't get separate rooms because for. But it's not Rip's fault. He didn't like pull a fast one and get a room with just one bed. <laughs> Her company booked the lodgings, which. Feels realistic to me. I feel like Vince McMahon <laughs> would be that fucking cheap. 
Definitely. Be like, sure, you can take the private jet, but uh, you're taking the $30 night stay to comfort in. And then to be uh, to try and help out and make the situation less awkward, Rip then does the sitcom trick of like taking separating a piece of the tape. room, well, yeah, the bed, yeah, and then he puts like a sheet over top of it so they can both sleep on the same bed, but they don't actually have to like you know interact, no interact, or so touch. Everyone has some level of privacy, yeah, which I think is cute. It's actually a cute little gesture for like this movie. Um, no, but this is Vince McMahon's idea of romance. Oh, sure. But you know what I mean? At least and romance like, for him costs the, $3 million. It's the first time we've seen Rip do a nice guy thing. Somebody offered him a job and will, will, was willing to pay him anything. And he grabbed that man, manhandled and him, fed and him a shoved check. a check down his throat. Yeah. Like in a dramatic fashion. More of the sex. So this is the first time, besides people just telling us how great a guy Rip is, and people mentioning that he likes charity a lot. <laughs> just charity. I'm known for my charitable work with children. charity work. So this is the first nice guy thing he really does. And so they have like a little awkward back for, and for about weird, a minute <laughs> yeah and there's this weird thing too where they're like both kind of listening to each other through the wall like where they're brushing their teeth and he's through the brushing, door through the door and they're and yeah. he's brushing his teeth this is a hotel room so there's one sink and it's in the bathroom he for some reason cannot wait for her to get out of the bathroom so he just starts brushing his teeth and then and he ends like, up swallowing yeah, it yeah you would ever like where's he gonna spit I was like, like the coffee floor. no he actually like gulps it and again Vince McMahon Total germaphobe, so I imagine he thought that that was gross and yeah. was therefore funny. <laughs> put that in. This will make all the marks laugh. Exactly. Uh, Made me laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, so they sleep next to each other, and then she wakes up to the sound. No, 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 you gotta, you gotta, the underwear. She's oh, in, yeah. like, lacy She's in, like, really, Andre. like, lacy, good-looking stuff, good-looking stuff. Titillating. Hulk Hogan. Rip, of course, is in those bodybuilder like underwear, like string. Basically, he's going to you know? he's going down for a pose down. Real nice, real nice. Yeah, he's it's orange. It's just <laughs> really funny, and uh, yeah. So they fall asleep next to each other, but she with falls thing, asleep. Yeah, she then wakes up uh, to what is we are obviously supposed to infer is Rip. Masturbating. Um, masturbating furiously <laughs> like that bed is shaking and he's going uh, 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 uh. and so she moves the, the curtain the to scene see. from fucking uh there's something about marrying a goddamn shape yep. <laughs> and then she moves the curtain and what she sees is they they just show it no, really she pokes tight. her head around the curtain yeah, and yeah you whatever. think it's the tip of his ass yeah it's supposed to look like his butt cracks cheeks or something but again not understanding like i, what, I didn't even know what it looked like but at first then they kind of pull back and what you see or they do another camera angle and what you see is rip is actually doing push-ups he's doing like decline push-ups he's got his feet up on the bed then yeah he's pushing up, up against on the floor up his, up and he's doing like floor. decline push-ups but also like in the middle of the night while someone is sleeping next to him and, and those paper thin like, walls of the, the Holiday joke, Inn Express. And the, the joke is that she would assume he would be masturbating and that, no, he's not masturbating. He's actually just working out. And what the fuck does he say? He's like, hey, take a nice look. Yeah, yeah. Like, Something like that, brother. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> again, very normal human guy behavior to do. Uh, there's also a scene a bit shortly after this where the bed actually breaks as Hulk Hogan jumps on it. And yeah, Hulk Hogan's to, like, done working. He's done working and out. And she's like, well, I'm going to sleep on the couch in the lobby. is It's got a better uh, sense it's of humor, humor than, than you, you do. And it's like, okay, that's, again, almost a joke. Almost a joke. Good yeah. effort. <laughs> and at this she, point, they're in love. She yeah, then she realizes that she's in a broken bed that Hulk Hogan wrecked himself by jumping into the bed and her 
her uh, delightfully falling into his arms. This, and then he's yeah. like, "I got more respect for myself." There, this then <laughs> like, leads, this is yeah, weird. It's just so funny. So this then le- leads to a scene where she is sitting in the office with Brell, and this is where we find out that she's actually a corporate spy, yeah, but she double agent. Yeah, she can't do it anymore, though. She can't do yeah. it anymore. She's gotta, she's gotta move on, and she's she, she's got feelings for him because of charity. And I guess and he's a nice guy now because those people in the bar were like, he's uh, the uh, the, the diner spoon, were like, yeah. oh, he's he's a nice guy. Cool. And also he slept on the couch. I don't know. Whatever. She she likes him. She had a lot of respect. Frankly, he had a lot of respect for her. Frankly, in um, the canon of late <laughs> 80s action movies, this is really only one step below most um, couples meeting up in these films so like so this leads to her explaining to the boss man that hey man i can't do this anymore and she's like and in tears like, crying she goes back to rip's mansion and she's like i bury my soul to you blah 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 and all you can do is laugh and make oh, jokes yeah. and then they fall through each other's arms on his couch and start making out yeah so they and have then, like one side seat and then it cuts the tv no the tv's on and then he finally realizes Was she in that scene yes the t- they start watching tv and then you find out that uh, zeus is his next big opponent Oh, yeah. And this is also where we meet Randy's friend and girlfriend. And uh, Charlie, the coach, is there. And then we learn that Charlie, the coach, used to train Zeus. uh, Zeus. But then Zeus killed some Some kid kid. in the brain after the bell. Bell. (laughs) Those are all words. <laughs> but but yeah, I can I read those words, but I don't understand what they mean. <laughs> All this happens, um, and again, happens in a couple minutes. Like after we go from the from the hotel to the office, and then to the scene of like her we find out, yeah, being like a couple, and then we we meet the friends, and we find out about Zeus. All that's like a two minute boom 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 kind yeah. of thing. Then we cut, and she is in an. Uh, for some reason, a car park. I assume it's just a random car park. We don't know why she's there. That's her house, but it's also supplemented. We keep. Is that her house? It's supposed to be her apartment or the. Did they the... explain that? I think it is. She's carrying all this shit. Okay. But before that, in between when you find out uh, Zeus is going to be his nemesis, nemesis, yeah, nemesis, and Brell promotes him, saying mm-hmm. he's going to be the new champion, mm-hmm. and you find out all this stuff, it's supplemented by Zeus going to. This uh, forgery, mm-hmm. this forge, yeah, an industrial complex, yeah, and beating up men for no that reason was, and well, murdering wasn't them. Wasn't that part of the tournament? No, those are just random matches. Those are yeah. just the so showcase. It's like literally like Zeus's. a working forge. Like you can see like sparks flying, and they've got like all this. Hot men stuff. are working, People are sweating. People are working, <laughs> and both the guys he fights are holding like industrial tools. Yeah, because it's also gigantic wrench. Apparently, you can just bring weapons, and it was great. There's a moment there where I saw the guy with the wrench. I'm like, oh, at some point he's gonna try and hit him. He's gonna miss. He's gonna hit a pipe, and like steam's gonna, gonna fly burst, and, and then sure like shit. like clockwork. <laughs> like as soon as I said it, boom. it's gonna explode. <laughs> like it was again like, the most obvious. 80s movies set up bullshit here. But it's so it's, funny. It's supplemented by these weird scenes of him just fighting yeah. other steel forgers. Yeah. yeah. For Again, no reason. It appears that these guys work there in that they are holding the equipment and they're wearing like overalls and stuff. But the WTN network is is televising yeah, these matches here. to get a rise out of Rip. How bad was the recession in the 80s that you needed to bring in a film crew to your forge? Just, just. This is what Bruce Springsteen was talking about. This is why Reaganomics was a know, joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look what look what happened. God. Um, but yeah, he's it's, oh, it's weird. It's just like so we've now got shit. a couple things have changed. We've reached this part of the plot where Rip's uh, in a committed relationship and right. she's turned the side. 
Uh, we've uh, we've established who the villain is, and we've made him look like a threat, I guess, by the standards. Because he's movie. beating up big other bigger dudes, yeah. guys who definitely Hulk Hogan would dummy in a ring yeah. or rip even in this. Because the difference between Rip and Hulk Hogan is Rip is known for, to keep his word. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, this leads to Samantha is in a now, yeah. parking lot, which again, I Josh has inferred is the uh, must be your home. So she gets attacked by this dude, and then we cut to Rip on his. Bike. That's he's the only time he's like, actually dressed normally. Nice, yeah. He's got snakeskin <laughs> cowboy boots on, a, but it's the most normal. Vest. Yeah, he actually dressed like a person. <laughs> um, normal for Hulk Hogan slash Rip. He then finds what's going. He finds her. Like she get. He pulls into the parking parkade or whatever. And, yeah. And Buddy runs off, and he sees her there, and he checks on her very quickly. And her pants, her like dress is torn and she stuff. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely like yeah. doesn't help anything at all. He could have simply so, tried to take her purse yeah. or abduct her or punch her exactly because they like because this An woman abduction. loves getting kidnapped too. That's the yeah. thing that happens in this movie <laughs> constantly. So, anyway, so she's like all in hysterics, obviously, and fucking Buddy runs off. So uh, Rip goes after her. This leads to him somehow getting guy on front of his bike, like running into him, yeah. and then he like hard brakes or whatever and sends buddy flying into, into a, tree. a tree which is hilarious because if you hard break that hard on a motorcycle you'd go ass over tea kettle yeah you know, with you'd him go, you'd boom. be all going yeah there's like but it's just like oh ha 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 scene over <laughs> he, now, yeah, he, no he comes back and checks on her but she's like all yeah i can't believe this happened but, to me regardless of that part Insanity. scenes over next part is about we're back at the forge we see another fight and guess who's there it's randy, randy and, and his, friend and friend <laughs> and they're watching these fights uh that are being televised zeus, yeah and, they're watching zeus beat up another forger which they are then found out to be um fans of rip and then somebody figures out who randy is because <laughs> he goes to all of rip's fights and he's literally wearing one of rip's t-shirts it says rip him um, much too much to brell's uh disgust he's like i can't believe oh we're gonna we're gonna convert you he's like no Never. way <laughs> he, and then he, yeah he responds like a a wwe fan on twitter like, fuck you i like this garbage he's a mark he's a mark <laughs> like a very specific like i i could never watch another program kind of mark which is and his just best my friend they're like interrogate trying to interrogate him and his best friend just keeps giving up the ghost mind you he doesn't want to see his friend beat mm -hmm. up but that's what's going to yeah. fucking his happen his name is randy his name's randy i'll be like shut up friend <laughs> Don't bring the snitch with you to the forge with the with the under asshole. And again, I want to call them underground fights. They're not underground fights. They're being broadcast onto network television. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're, anyway, they're over by a TV yeah. truck. A uh, little Degrassi highing here. He <laughs> gets the crap kicked out of him by Zeus. It's implied that he's paralyzed. Yeah. And there's this weird fucking look between Zeus and Brell. Like Brell's like crying at the fact and crying well, he's and not like sad about it. He's, he's like, no, getting but he's like, like, like there's like really this look of like about it. and yeah, Zeus is like and they're both super sweaty. It's really panting weird. and like yeah, screaming, weird like noises. shrieking. He's shrieking, beating yeah. up Brandy, finishes beating up Randy, and it's just Brell and Zeus looking at one another, yeah, intently, yeah, and they're just like and then cut and there's tears and the cuts. This... What happens? Fucking Rip shows up at Zeus's gym. <laughs> yeah. We did not know Zeus had a gym. Barely, well, you, What's you amazing see him working about out. This, you see him working out, and it's implied there is there a workout is some center. place he's working out. Yeah, but this is his gym. It's got his name on the mat. It's like a boxing gym style. 
And then there's pictures of rip everywhere. Everywhere. First, we're like, oh, that's there. It's in front of the speed bag, right? So it's like, oh, you can hit it. But then they keep showing like wider shots, and you just see that same poster Poster everywhere, all over the gym. (laughs) It makes no sense. So no one's there. Rip freaks out, but fucking Brell is on the TV mocking him. I guess he recorded this earlier yeah. and then like just left it playing constantly in the gym. <laughs> oh, and the way what? Rip comes into the gym, he just rips the fucking door off, <laughs> comes into the Destroys gym. doors. Yes. And, and he keeps destroys the gym. It's like, yeah, it's just like a bad segment on the ultimate fighter when they rip off those cardboard yeah. doors. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but Brell, Brell and company are back at one of the boardrooms. Yeah watching him on closed circuit television and laughing their asses off like it's the greatest fucking mastermind then he kicks he kicks down into like the dojo area with the mirrors and then there's like this remember you were saying it's like enter the dragon house of mirrors bullshit going on Enter the dragon's house mirror seat (laughs) so like literally where he sees um zeus zeus I keep wanting to call him Rip and Rip Hulk <laughs> because of obvious reasons, but We're sorry. Confused. Anyways, yeah, this movie this is this not movie's good for your our brains. <laughs> and we weren't doing good before we got here. <laughs> this leads to a situation where he's freaking out. He can't find. I, again, we have no reason to know why he would go to Rip's gym. <laughs> to, well, to search. Somebody must have told him. No, to Zeus's his, gym, not Rip's gym. Zeus, sorry, yes, I just, just did it. <laughs> he did it again. Just fucking did it. <laughs> well, no, okay, he does the he does the house. Of, House of Mirrors yeah, breaks the mirror. Breaks the mirror. They start laughing at him. He comes back, comes back out to the main part of the gym, takes a, one of the and weights, I, throws it overhanded mm, onto the Z sign. They start right. they start like, whoa, they're still laughing at him. And then he takes he takes one of the barbells yeah. and then spears, spears the fucking it camera. Into the camera. And the guys watching the camera freak out freak like out. they're like <laughs> teenagers <laughs> in the 70s at a 3D movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like the fucking barbell's gonna come through the TV yeah, and get like a like bunch a 15 of idiots. inch monitor. It's like <laughs> it made no sense. Like none of this adds up. Oh so, my god! Cuts anyways. to cuts to the hospital. So now we get to like yeah, this montage is some of my favorite yeah. shit. So we're cut to like a hospital situation where Rip is now Rip and, and Coach and everybody's showing up to, to to be with Randy, who's all fucked up and he's in bed. Samantha, the love interest, interestingly, just reading a book even after her near sexual assault. Oh yeah, this this is it. So and she's like just completely over it yeah unless there are months in between these things because we don't know but like literally this woman was just attacked in like a very aggressive and very personal it's way awful. It was, and now she is now taking care of the brother which had a i guess he was also attacked in a very specific <laughs> way but it's like she just takes on the role right away but talking about taking on roles rip again big fan of charity <laughs> <laughs> rip does all of like the physio for his brother like they're lowering him in the tub and then he's like helping him learn how to walk and he's doing these exercises with his leg there's yeah. always a nurse with him so i don't know why rip is doing <laughs> taking it. care taking over the the rehabilitation <laughs> like... yeah you can't even get over as a nurse nurse in front of hulk Hogan. you can't you can't <laughs> he must be over we so... also forget the part where he's uh Teaching amateur wrestling to children yeah, at the charity the most, event. That's the most another another part. another. We need more Zeus, and which is hilarious rip. too. So yeah, it's just a bit where like with the this is before this Zeus Brell and company yeah, just show up in a Zeus helicopter. Zeus and Brell show up at the mansion, and I guess they're having a bunch of kids in one of these like weird like I guess this is what charity looks like. Kind of, it's like they're having a party for like children. A there's a wrestling mat. It makes no sense. Randy's dressed up as a clown. Yeah, <laughs> for Randy no fucking reason. Have like clown makeup on and noses. And then Brell and Zeus show up in a helicopter, which is just like they could have just drove. They could have drove, but I guess they have the helicopter. Why not use? The yeah, helicopter? and they just make ominous threats, and then they have a they have a showdown, and then Charlie the uh, the coach people look up to you, Rip, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta defeat him." 
Oh, he's, yeah, he was proud of him for not fighting him, I guess. And we don't know why. Because, again, he's just a wrestler who wrestles for the WWF. and World, I, heavyweight, like, world heavyweight champion. It just, I'm under contract, man. There's nothing I can do about it. Sorry. <laughs> I'd be legally potentially held liable if I fought for it. I can't. Get at me in a couple years. That's the end of that conversation, but that's not what happens in this movie. Everyone's really proud of him for sticking by his guns, which is showing his loyalty to... The... And not being violent in front of children. Yeah, I guess that's, that's what it. that whole scene is but supposed he, again, to symbolize. He is symbolize. a professional fighter. These, these children watch him fight. All the time. Yeah. He's chaining the kids how to wrestle. Anyways, so... He didn't have an amateur background, Hulk Hogan, you bastard. We had, Yeah, I was saying watching him. What he should be teaching these kids how to do is play bass. It's like... <laughs> How to re- do a really good leg drop. Right. <laughs> you throw that big brute, brother. <laughs> he, uh, fast forward again back to where we were with the montage at the hospital. All these scenes are interspliced with scenes of the bad guys setting up for their big match, basically a studio. Zeus working out like yeah. viciously. Working out like crazy. And the whole place is being set up like uh, cameras. We're seeing the new ring with the fancy turnbuckles, which are silver. And like, you know, like just setting up the environment. Rip not training, just helping and all the his bad brother. guys like looking at TV screens, I guess and having meetings <laughs> whatever it's been maybe a couple weeks maybe a if couple that, weeks it feels so, like days <laughs> girl, yeah. it's so short samantha over the attempted assault randy getting better getting better you know he's <laughs> like shibata just came out at fucking uh forbidden door right and did yeah, like yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit yeah and i was so happy to see him after years and the hard work that he apparently has been doing fuck randy's got him beat though randy's just <laughs> like randy could be doing fucking front splits in no time he's almost back to 100 percent. randy's almost. randy's friend and girlfriend and coach all looking after him yeah and uh this whereas rip is apprehensive about fighting zeus doesn't know if he's got what it takes to beat him yeah this is what we call the gravity of the situation Which again, of this film. <laughs> none, nothing has been established here other than Rip beats literally everyone all the time. And know? he does in quick they, fashion, too. The only way you've been able to get at Rip is the old Superman trick of like going after friends and family. So I don't understand why his <laughs> feeling is like... Yeah. It's very much, it's very much that because he's like, he's whatever I'll happened never, to the man I'll never, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much. I'll, I'll never stop. Like, Brel's like, I'll never stop coming after you. So you got to lose in 10 minutes to Zeus in, and make it good. But then you go down. We've basically described all this stuff from this paragraph. So I will read this paragraph. And if we've got anything, we'll continue or we'll just move on. Later, Rip is at a charity event when Brel and Zeus arrive, demanding that Rip prove his honor by fighting Zeus on Battle of the Tough Guys. Rip, wanting to set a good example and knowing children are around, declines. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rip's younger brother, Randy, and his friend, Craig. Craig. (laughs) Craig. Craig. Wow. Decide to check out Zeus for themselves, attending an illegal fight. Again, illegal fight being filmed. Illegal <laughs> fight being held at a warehouse. Again, it's not a warehouse. It's clearly forge. a forge. Anyway, <laughs> after watching Zeus defeat the monstrous Rebar, Rebar Lawless. He was not mentioned by name. <laughs> Craig identifies Randy as Rip's brother to Brel and his associates. Right. Randy attempts to defend himself. He yeah. doesn't. He, he attacks him. He doesn't attempt to defend himself. Randy attacks Zeus because he gets mad at Starts him. Starts throwing some cruiserweight Owen Hart moves oh, on yeah. him. Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like he's, he's getting ready for this shit. squash. Yeah. It's like the Braun Strowman squash matches from a few years ago. You know? Oh, I mean? Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> so Randy attempts to defend himself, but Zeus brutally beats him, sending him to the hospital. Enraged, Rip accepts Zeus's challenge to avenge his brother. Right. So that we've we've covered all of that. We're heading into the main event. Heading into the main event. So let me read the next paragraph. 
On the night of the match, Brell has Samantha kidnapped and orders Rip to go 10 minutes through the fight, nice. then lose the fight to save her life. So how this kidnapping works is also <laughs> fucking hilarious. They show up to the event. Coming out of an elevator. To. They're coming out of an elevator. And then she just gets taken away by, by two, like, cops. two security, security guards. guards. Yeah. And then the best part is Randy in his fucking wheelchair can't see what's going on, right? Because they push him out first. <laughs> what's going on? And he what's just, going on? And he's got uh, the soft Vince McMahon going to court neck brace on, right? <laughs> The, he's paralyzed we know yeah, he's paralyzed he, now but we just saw him use his hands and walk like he's not perfect but you know yeah. he's learning he's wheelchair bound but he's for the time unable being. to turn his own wheelchair around or his head in any way and he just screams about Did what's going his on hands were bound to the chair were they bound i didn't yeah. notice i didn't even there were notice straps like around his wrist I'm i like, believe it what can't get away no more running away randy yeah you can't give up the ghost stop on me now. punching people no. <laughs> get yourself hurt so that's how that kidnapping happens. <laughs> and uh, she's taken back to the TV room. And then, yes, and then Brell does call Rip, and he's like, hey, you gave me 10 minutes, and then yeah. you fucking bolt. Which, again, like, why? Aren't you the TV guy? You're not a mobster. You're not betting on a specific time. You make your most money if most people watch it. Why don't you just be like, put on a good show, and at the end of the why third round world, or whatever, then you go down. Why is the World Wrestling Federation not intervening yeah. on on their heavyweight champion's behalf yeah, in this any is, way. This is our champion. This is our fucking title. He's not appearing on your show. Zeus is not taking this title about? in a real fight. Like, what the fuck is... Like... He sent some guys to kidnap Stephanie McMahon, too. This is the old... <laughs> this is the corporate fucking uh, uh, ministry. Corporate ministry, yeah. Uh, that's going on at the same time in my head. This is headcanon <laughs> stuff here. That happens, and Rip is given the deal of like, hey, you got to do this or else. Yeah. Anyways, but, but Samantha, of course, okay, but guess yeah, what? That doesn't matter at all because yeah. as the battle begin, Samantha escapes. She basically just fucking leaves. It, yeah. And they only away. figure out at the end and then they come together. This elevator moment is fucking hilarious to me too. So she's in the elevator and guys like, I can't remember what happened. He fell or something. Yeah, he slips trying, to, trying to get the door open. And then he's reaching for the door and he grabs the door. But then Samantha presses the door close button and then it just closes on his hands. Yeah. And then the that's not how elevator doors work. <laughs> I know Vince McMahon has used an elevator. At least I'm pretty sure he has one in his offices. Right. <laughs> anyway, so then yeah, she gets away in this moment. Don't worry. I hope you like this kidnapping subplot. Yeah. Comes back with uh, Craig, Randy's friend, and Charlie, the coach, and they're all ringside now. But just as Brell, Brell's goons corner her, Charlie and Craig rescue her right, and defeat yeah, the yeah. bad guys. Back in the arena. Zeus has the upper hand at the start of the fight, ruthlessly pummeling Rip. Ruthlessly pummeling. God, <laughs> love it. Rip. Even attempting to kill him by ripping out one of the steel Turnbuckles, posts yeah. and trying to impale him through the chest. He doesn't take the post out of the ground whole. He breaks it off like a tree off of a... Breaks it in half. Yeah, he just breaks it in half and then tries to use it as a spear, which again, Vince McMahon, high as a fucking kite, writing the story with Hulk Hogan. I can imagine in their heads that looked really yeah, cool. this is genius. This is genius, pal. Uh, Randy cheers to urge his brother to fight back. There's a part where he's coming out of his paralysis when he's trying to make the... Yeah, do the stupid the hand rip hand thing. gesture. Did we even mention the stupid... Yeah, he does yeah. a weird little rip... Uh, he's attempting symbol. to do it in his Chuck paralysis. Chuck a bra thing, yeah. <laughs> and I guess that gives Rip the encouragement to fight on. Notice how is... everyone in the crowd is in dresses and black tie. Yeah, it's like a big. It's a it... gala event. You're, but like, I you're love watching it. the Academy Awards because they look like they're at the WCW studio, though. You know, when they yeah, 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 yeah. But everyone's in a, black tie and dress, yeah. Yeah. and no one is cheering Polar. for Zeus. No, no you think he would have got a following because of at all this his point, like just being such a killer. This is like at least the, Mike the crowd Tyson would be like, rule, right? like half and half, but it's not. And then like Rip would win him over, but that doesn't happen. They're constantly cheering for Rip. Rip's hulking out. 
and then puts on the well, offense. That's the funny fucking thing here too, right? So Rip is re-energized by Randy's words, but he doesn't do like a traditional Hulk Hogan rip, uh, like jar- charge up. Yeah. I was a little shocked. This whole movie, I was expecting like a Hulk Hogan like. Ugh. They do it in the beginning of the film when he's fighting yeah. Gilidi. That's yeah, the he, only time yeah. he hulks out. Rip is re-energized by Randy's words, and once he sees Samantha is safe, gains a second win and starts to turn the tides on Zeus. The fight destroys the ring with Rip and Zeus continuing the battle up and through the stands as Brill watches from the control Pro room. room yeah. It's like two kaiju going at it. And this is the one <laughs> cool thing about this movie is that like they really had no problem trying to make them look like superheroes. They were just like, fuck it, we'll tear this whole thing. It's a cartoon at this yeah. point. Yeah, there's a part where they're they're heading up into the control room, into the into the uh, crowd, and to up the stairs. Yes. They're doing that brawl to the outside. You're like, oh, they're setting up a spot here. They're yeah, they are. Like, they are literally setting up a spot. Yeah. But then Randy gets attacked in the in in the midst of that. Randy. He's like down. He's like out of his fucking yeah. wheelchair. He gets for no knocked reason. to the floor. And then all the other all the all the other supplemental characters are trying to tend to Randy. Meanwhile, he's fighting Zeus all the way to the top to the control and room. And they get to this top of uh, this little, like, I guess, railing above the stairs in the back of the, the place in front of the control room. Yeah. And uh, Rip finally puts an end to the match by knocking Zeus off a catwalk and through the, through ring, the ring far below. And, like, literally, it almost looks like there's, like, a hidden trap door there to, like, is a, a, hidden a trap secret door. underground <laughs> layer or something. Because it's, like... <laughs> He goes through that shit. It's like when they used to do the the fall off the stage, like through the boxes bit. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Attitude yeah. Era, where they just shoot it in such a way where it looks like he fell off the side of the planet. He's never coming back. <laughs> a frustrated Brell begins destroying electrical equipment, enraged over Zeus's loss. Oh, oh, we kind of missed this part, too. I guess they didn't put it here. So, like, Zeus ends up, like, looking at the boss, and he's doing, he's looking at Brell through the glass. Just posing. And he's doing, like, the, ah! There's that weird part. Remember when they're right by the control room? Right yeah. by the door of the control room? Fucking like, Grell, like, opens the door. He's like, you kill him, you son of a bitch. And then quickly closes Why? the door again. Yeah. And then, <laughs> For no but, reason. like, he's yelling at him. He's like, oh, look out behind you. He's doing that spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah, right look. behind you. And, like, again, two wrestlers wrote this fucking thing. So it's like, oh, it's going to work. from below. Like, has perfect down. time to pull him off and blah, blah, blah. Uh, pull him off. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyways, so we're almost done here, everybody. A frustrated Brel begins destroying electrical equipment, enraged over Zeus's loss. Remember the te- technical uh, difficulties? Please stand yeah. by. They, the they then started to have like network problems. Yeah, signs, we're, like, like, we're like, what the hell happened? I thought he had control he, of this network. He's, just, like, he's, went he's over smashing time. a monitor. Yeah, that was my thought. He didn't buy enough pay-per-view time or something. <laughs> and they went over. Rip angrily goes after Brel, intending to repay him for his misdeeds. <laughs> Brel retreats, but accidentally comes in contact with live wires. wires. He is exposed in his tirade and is electrocuted. I love that, like, that that fucking uh, deus ex ending for bad guys. Like, they, they expose wires and then get electrocuted. That happens so often in movies from this period. It's just weird to me. So it's implied at this point that they're both dead. They've been murdered by... Rip. It looks... It, they're definitely... They, Accidentally for, for They are Brel. well defeated. They are well buried. This fucking program is done. Rip's going to move on, I guess, to bury <laughs> a couple more people before leaving the company to get a TV show where he's got a super boat. <laughs> I like this already. With their enemies vanquished, Rip and Randy celebrate victory with friends. And that is that's it the end. ends in the in a freeze frame of Hulk Hogan doing the rip em, uh pose, and, hand pose. Yeah. You know, they must have had like foam hands made and shit too. They must have had a lot of plants that stupid hands. I don't think it caught. No. 
Of course not. I kind of wonder if by the time it was released, they had already moved on in their heads from it. Because I can't imagine, like, by the time that, like, I say that, but of course, we we do know that they tried to push it through, like, having a real-life match. Zeus came in. Zeus came on board, wrestled a few matches. We'll do that one later. uh, Because that's hilarious, too. So, Zeus, who they play off as a real person in kayfabe, of course. Tony, tiny He comes out. Yeah, but no, no, no. He's Zeus. Yeah, he's Zeus. He's Zeus. He's not tiny. He's not Tony. He's Zeus uh, in the movie and Zeus in kayfabe WWF. Yeah, so this fucking movie ends in the freeze frame, and then we got uh, the no holds barred theme by yeah Jim Johnson, who did all the music except for the actual like songs with lyrics throughout the film. He gets a song with lyrics in it called "No Holds Barred," and uh, that plays us out. Credits roll, and uh, that, my friends, was the first WWF produced film originally produced under apparently Shane distribution company. So I assume Vince just named that after his kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what it was. So this is like years before you would have a WWE network, like not network. What do they call Productions. it? Productions or whatever. Yeah. WWF films, WWE yeah. films. Cause like that was, cause of course they had Coliseum video and they basically just folded all of that shit together to make one, yeah. one production. And they made like 400 movies where, um a marine is involved yeah they could pretend the miz is an actual movie star i uh hate this movie it's <laughs> it's incredible horrible i it's I, incredible i enjoyed watching it but i feel like i, I failed some kind of mental test like this is a, a, a the end of a lovecraft a story and <laughs> i've been exposed to too much cosmic knowledge and, just and your like, brain can't take it yeah right now they're they're taking me off to the rubber room like this conversation <laughs> isn't really happening i'm just this is the world i've built around your my mind broken is psyche. broken yeah and it didn't even take a couple hits fasted it just took one no. 90 minute film that might help Nold, me put Nold's together bar. some of the missing threads <laughs> in this fucking story no we caught all the threads we watched it yeah Led really, bear threats is a good way to look at it because it really does feel like it's just tangents. a bunch of it's just pieces. a bunch of tangents that broke my brain we've been talking about this movie for over an hour holy fuck um <laughs> i'm i don't have anything else dad we're gonna skip the grind my gears because this whole thing is yeah grind we, my we've gears. been grinding him we hate really? hulk hogan the end this is a, <laughs> this is fucking hilarious it's amazing that after this hulk hogan got more jobs on film again he's not the worst part about this film and maybe that's the trick is that because he's asked to do so little outside of regular hulk hogan bullshit the attempt to make hulk hogan a movie star always befuddled me oh yeah yeah is but they everyone like at that time mcmahon really thought and he was the mega superstar power person but a fucking actor he ain't if you compare him to action stars at the time, I can see you looking around and you seeing an Arnold Schwarzenegger, a Sylvester Stallone. You see these guys, and you're like, okay, maybe we get Hulk Hogan over, but you're missing a couple things here. Specifically, a type of charisma. Hulk Hogan can turn it on yeah, in this over-the-top yelling at you kind of a way, whereas um, both the other guys I just mentioned are historically really good at just like reading a room. They're the kind of guys that walk into a room, you see them at events and stuff yeah. and people, they're funny. They have a good time and people enjoy being around them. Hulk Hogan is a show on his own, right? Yeah. He in some ways is another piece. Like if you put him in a movie with one of those other guys, like, Oh shit, they did that. Rocky fucking uh, three, you know, Thunderlips. 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 That's the gimmick he should have gone with. Shouldn't come back as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Just Thunderlips Hogan. <laughs> Thunderlips. Other than Rocky Three, the only one I prefer, the only role I prefer him is when he plays himself in Cameo in Gremlins 2. The new batch. You jockass. Whoa, we forgot. That was the last. Oh, yeah. We get jockass at the end of the film. Brell's final words were. <laughs> Side note. 
Okay, I Jock don't know ass. where this is coming from. It says citation needed, but according to Wikipedia, the budget was eight million. This movie turned a profit. According to this, it made sixteen million at the box office. Double. So you could make eight million off of Hulk Hogan just being there. I guess. Double the money. And the chicks for free. <laughs> Triple the fun. <laughs> God damn it, Josh! What out of ten what's do you give this fucking movie? <laughs> What? What out of ten? What? <laughs> You're you asking me to this... rate this? Yeah, you gotta. It's part of the show. We gotta rate this. You're shit. demanding my rate. I think we rated the other documentaries too. At least I hope we. Did. Yeah, we're being kind because those are good movies. It's true, they're at least entertaining <laughs> at the very least. This this is a one out of ten cross-eyed tiny lister eye. Oh, <laughs> I like it a little more just because you <laughs> mentioned one of the few bright spots in this whole fucking thing. His lazy I... eye. It was so delightful. <laughs> we did this for fun. We did this for a kick. I and I'm said kind of I hate this now. movie, and, but this is this is at least bad in a like you should probably see how bad this movie is kind of way. It's not it's, so bad. It's good. It's so bad. It's awful. It's uh, well. It's at least it's not boring. Things happen constantly, but it, you never know when no, and why. No, 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 I'm not saying it's good filmmaking, but in the same way, the room isn't good filmmaking. But I've seen that movie probably twenty oh, times. Yeah. You know, so like I don't know if I could do that with this film. But it is closer to that than like just boringly bad and make no sense. Right. Um, it is bad, makes no sense, and it's kind of fun. Just in like if you're willing to just accept that this is trash and you're watching trash. <laughs> so with that said, I gotta give this three out of ten Hulk Hogan dinner dates. You're giving it three. Three out of ten Hulk Hogan dinner dates. That riff, he's a good guy. You're overselling me with three? I'll give you a three. I give it a three, yeah. I'm, I'm Hulk Hogan dinner dates. I will give it a three out of ten Hulk Hogan dinner dates. That's some of the most awful sexual tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Hulk Hogan kiss. I don't like any of this movie. <laughs> but again, I watch a lot of things I don't like, like a lot of these matches with you. Like, we watched, we've watched things that we're watching specifically because they're bad before. And I, I would definitely put this closer to that than just bad and boring. It's at least not boring. I will give it that. <laughs> You know what it needs? You know what I, this whole film needed Bret Hart. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I want Bret them Hart's shining face. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine this movie with a Bret Hart instead of Hulk Hogan? It would be worse, actually. It would make less sense. Bret's Hulk's Bret's Rip's brother. Oh, there you go. Because oh. then he can get beat up and Hulk it can. It's, it's WrestleMania Bret's 9 all over, over again. again. <laughs> Going back to the Caesar Palace parking lot. Oh, my God. Bret so... had to be the brother. This is what this movie needed. Dye's hair blonde. I don't know. Uh, we do have a sign out here, and we will do it, but I feel like we should just cut. I, what I want to do is just cut the podcast <laughs> off, just like all those fucking scenes ended with, like, it no resolution. Just, black. Like, mm. <laughs> Hit the Jim Johnson's theme song. <laughs> Normal but, Clark theme song. But I think it's only fair. Josh, play us out. You got it, pal. In the mean... By the way, we're coming back with more Brett. I'm going to try to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We, we're going to need some Bret Hart after this. That's why we do this podcast, because there's so much bullshit in the world. Every so often, you need to see a real quick roll up or something. In the meantime, and in between time, this has been another thrilling episode of the Pink and Black Playback. Tune in next week. Same Bret time. Same Bret channel. Adios. Adios. Fuck Hulk Hogan.